Welcome to this evening's episode of Atlantic Tales, when we'll hear about a perfumery located in the heart of the Burren, employing staff year-round and sensitive to the environment around it. The Burren Perfumery is located in the heart of the Burren in County Clare, where it has operated for over five decades. Sadie Chowan and her husband Ralph are the third family to own and operate the business. Sadie was born in London and raised in the Dardogne in southwest France in a rural environment very similar to the Burren. During a visit to Ireland in 1991, Sadie was driven from Shannon Airport through the Burren where she immediately felt a strong connection. Within a few months, she had purchased a ruined cottage and fell in love not just with the Burren, but the man she would later marry. The Burren Perfumery had been established almost two decades before Sadie moved to Ireland. Ultimately, her family would take over the business. So where did Sadie's interest in perfume come from? It was only when I came to the perfumery, if you like, that I developed an interest in perfume. And so because I'm bilingual, I then went back to France, to Paris, and I studied perfumery with Sylvie Jordet, who is extremely well known in the perfume world in Paris, Catel Puissant originally. And now I work with a nose in grass, who, Marianne, who we work together to create the perfume. So I've been working with perfume for 25 years now. And I think originally it was because when I came to the perfumery, I had a really clear idea, clear vision of the perfumes that I would like to wear and to create. And they were very much inspired by the Burren flora and both the herbs and the flowers and the landscape. And they weren't really things that were available at that time and so to do that I needed to acquire the skills to be able to do that and that's really what I've been doing ever since. So the Burren Perfumery was established here in 1972 so it was started by Brian Mooney and run by him for many years and then it, in between uh, um, Edward Biggs uh, lived here so it's always been a family business. Brian's family and then Edward's family and then my family um, have owned and run it. So the then owner asked me if I would work for him and so I, when I came here it was already an existing business except it was much, much smaller. When you took over the business, did you say, I'm going to change in this, I'm going to change in that, or did you let things happen gradually? When I arrived, <laughs> so when I arrived to work here, I had a vision of what it could be. So it wasn't anything really like this. It was much more austere. It hadn't been planted out. So Sarah and Gay and I have, over the years, we have, Gabriel does this beautiful stonework, um, so we've created this, like, not a fantasy land, but we've created this incredibly beautiful area from the stones that were already here and from the, you know, because the, the core house has been here for hundreds of years and all the workshops that we use were originally sheds and workshops around the yard that would have been for animal use. Um, and I had this vision of what it could be and that's what I've really been working for, towards for the last 25 years. So. We have roses coming down the walls, we have like everything is, we have herbs everywhere, um, all the, the workshops are open to the public so that people can see what we're doing and the, the food in the tea rooms, everything is made every morning from scratch with local and organic ingredients. Um, it's like a kind of, the staff for me, um, I would say that they're, they're very like family. 
you know, many of the staff have been here for a long time and we know each other well. We're a team. Let's talk about the setting, Sadie. This is absolutely spectacular. We have a dirty, misty day today. It doesn't take from it. You're in a most beautiful part of the Burren. We're really fortunate to be right in the heart of the Burren. The site of the Burren Perfumery is just magic. And I think it's one of the things that visitors really enjoy is being brought into this heart of the Burren and into this magical landscape. The Burren itself is very special, it's very unique. It houses 70% of the diversity of oral species in Ireland and the Burren Perfumery wouldn't be the same business if it was anywhere else. It's very much part embedded in, in who we are and what we do. It was already here, it existed. There was no reason for you to move. Everything you want, everything you want to do is on site. Yes, everything is here. So we, the, what's special about the perfumery is that we make every single product, 120 products, by hand, on site, um, from uh, natural and organic um, ingredients. So this happens in the context of this very beautiful rural site and this is where all the visitors come and see things being made. So part of our role, what I, f I feel quite strongly that part of our role as a business is to also introduce the visitors to the Burren and if you like give them an appreciation of the Burren. We have a, a 10 minute film which is free which is about the Burren and so that it's, we're like a, a gateway into the Burren. So as well as being a, a, a business with products that we sell, we're also an introduction to the Burren. During the hectic summer season, as many as 35 people are employed at the Burren Perfumery, but the operation is busy all year round. One of the first people customers and visitors will meet on arrival is shop manager Sandra Burke. My main, I suppose, responsibility is looking after the customers. All the customers are coming through the door and making sure that all our staff here and our colleagues are doing the very same. So even if it is background staff, production staff, that they're all saying hello, they're all nodding. But my main role would be looking after the customers that come in here. So making sure that they understand what the perfumery is about, what um, we do here because we make it all on site, just giving them that little bit of knowledge so that they can understand that we're not just a perfumery in the middle of the Burren, we are um, a manufacturing site and we make everything inspired by the Burren, the flowers or the seasons and then we can talk them through perfumes and explain all of that as well. Nobody's going to drive down the driveway, walk in here, buy a bottle and go away. People are curious, they want to know the story of the perfumery and the process, is that fair to say? Absolutely. The average visitor spends maybe 40 minutes. That's, that's the least amount of time they would spend here. We've had customers who have spent five and six hours here between coming for a scone in the morning, coming in to talk about perfumes and we, we talk them through the whole process of either how we make it or the history of the perfumery here. They have time to browse, they might go for a little walk around the garden, they'll have some lunch and then they'll come back in again to once they've tried on their perfumes. You don't want to, perfume takes time to sit on the skin and once you've talked through all the ingredients and things like that you want to give it time on the skin, like they did years ago when they tried on perfumes in France. You sprayed your perfume, you walked away, and you, you spent hours letting it settle. Then they come back in and they do their shopping if that's, if that's what they want, if they found the perfume that they want. So it's a, a really important thing to not rush them, um, give them as much information as we possibly can, again, without rushing them. Or some people just want to have a perfume that they really love and they make a decision about it straight away. But because of the complexity of a perfume, it, takes, it definitely takes 15, 20 minutes to even let that settle on the body without, you know, without ruining its, its makeup. And then they can shop if they want to after that. The customer is very inquisitive because one, 
where some people say we're in the middle of nowhere. Why are we here? What is it we do? You know, is it just perfumes? And then they're they're really, you know, um, in awe of the fact that we, we're making it all here, that we have organics, um, creams and lotions. And they're really kind of looking for you to tell them everything, but not kind of overload them. Um, and even, you know, gents that come in, you know, a lot of would, you know, predominantly women would love perfumes but gents are really inquisitive about the process and how we do it and how it gets manufactured and where the oils come from and you know that whole process of making up a perfume so you're almost doing a perfume workshop or a tour with them a mini tour with almost every customer that comes in we'd like to know where they're coming from so you're you're getting that kind of one-to-one -one with them we want to know where they're where they're visiting where they've where they're staying and um, we have a lovely interaction with them and um that kind of goes both ways in. So you're having a nice chat with customers without feeling, making them feel rushed when you're busy. And when it's quieter, then they can have all of our attention, which is, which is great as well. So as shop manager and dealing as you do with customers so often, you have to know the whole process of mm. the whole operation. Yes. <laughs> did it take a while for you to get a grasp of all of that? It did. I mean, I, I've, I've worked in retail for a long time, you know, and, and a lot of different types of retail, but here was very different because I have a background in skincare, which I really loved being able to help, you know, um, reformulate a lot of those with Sadie, but also knowing every aspect of it. So not just the customer focus, but you need to know about the manufacturing. You need to know how everything is made. Um, because you don't want to be caught out with a question. And sometimes that can be difficult. And <laughs> um, that, can, that can kind of throw you a little bit, but you want to be able to um, give them as much information without kind of giving them everything. Because a lot of the time you want to say, well, this is how this is made, but it's like, you know, they don't want to know everything. You don't want to kind of give your secrets away, I suppose. Yes. But yeah, I've, I've done uh, perfume bottling. I have seen all the things, you know, the soaps being made, the candles and all of that. So I've had a hand in different things, but I don't make them but you need to know, I suppose, yes, of, yeah. of everything that happens and going on. When a customer comes through the door to you, do they have an idea of what they want or will they try a few cents before they purchase something? When a customer comes through the door, they get a welcome and they know that they can ask us questions um, straight away. We offer to talk them through the fragrances because in an ordinary perfume shop, you can go in and you can try all the fragrances you like and try on whatever you think you might like. Here our fragrances are slightly different, they're not your ordinary run-of-the-mill perfumes. So we talk them through them with the ingredients and we go through a, a process like you talk about top notes, heart notes and base notes. So you're talking about the ingredients and once you have an idea or a picture of how that fragrance is going to smell, they smell it on a card and then they say oh yes I like it or, or, or no I don't. Um, and they can kind of go through all eight perfumes and then they can try it on. But they don't always have an idea. They think, I think, maybe they're, they're more commercial or they're, they're more synthetic than the, the naturals that we would have. And once we kind of establish what they like, then you can really get into uh, what that customer wants. So they have, um, we have to manage their expectations of the perfumery because they're not really sure what it is we're doing. So once they smell them all and they've liked one or two, then we get them to try them on the skin and let them do the waiting game, either by walking around or just kind of, you know, um, having a browse. And once that perfume has settled after 10 or 15 minutes, they know whether they like it or not, because whether it'll work with their body chemistry or not. So usually you tend to talk them through it, because I think it's important that they understand them. A lot of people want to be left to their own devices and just smell them themselves, that's fine. But you, you start to build a picture of how something smells once you understand the ingredients in it. So let's say, for example, you have summer harvest, which is like an overgrown summer meadow on a warm summer's day. 
and when you smell it, you can smell fresh cut grass, and you can smell meadow sweet, you can smell chamomile, and then the person that's smelling it can go, oh, I really like the idea of that. And then you have that expectation is kind of met and they try on fragrances that they like. Most people don't know what, what they want when they come in the door, but they certainly, I think, get enough information that they can, they can find out when they get here what suits them. Coming up, we'll hear from more of the team at the Burren Perfumery and find out about the production process and the importance of the visitor experience. Welcome back to Atlantic Tales. The Burren Perfumery is located in the heart of the Burren in County Clare, where it has operated for over five decades. Sadie Chowan and her husband Ralph are the third family to own and operate the business. Sadie worked there for a time when she first arrived in Ireland, but now co-owns the business and things have changed since she took over the operation. So we've gone from two employees to 35. Um, we have a, some of those um, employees are work during the summer um, when it's, it's, it's very busy with footfall, but all year round we're busy. So we have to manage, in the winter, we have a huge amount of mail order. So we have customers all over the world and coming up to Christmas, um, we send out thousands of parcels um, to all our customers. So we have the mail order department, but also the manufacturing. We still have people coming to the shop. So we're open all year round, apart from three days, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and St. Stephen's Day. Those are the only days of the year that we're closed. Um, the tea rooms are open on a fully fledged, um, fully serviced um, you know, um, manner from um, March to November. And in between, we run an honesty service. So you can come and you can have a cup of uh, Anam coffee or a cup of tea or, and some homemade biscuits. And there's no charge for that. So that's um, complimentary. And we have a little donation box for the uh, local hospice. And last year, we uh, raised uh, 1,800 euros um, for them. So even in the winter, people are trying to catch up with the manufacturing that we didn't get time to do during the summer. Um, and so there's, it's always busy and we have a core staff of maybe 20 staff who are full-time year-round. And even today, yeah. wet, miserable day, it's not deterring people. You're, there are people coming and going all the time. Yes, it's amazing who and how many people find their way to us. You just never know who you're going to meet here. Um, from friends, um, local people, people you haven't seen, to visiting people from the States. Um, we've had many, we've had Meg Ryan, we've had you know, many um, famous people as well. And when you're talking to somebody in the shop, that's one of the parts of the job that I really enjoy, is when I'm crossing the yard and I'm talking to somebody, I just never know what their story is going to be and who they are, and I just love chatting to them. And for some reason, um, Ralph, my husband and I always laugh, is that, so we've lived on site um, <coughs> since, um, since uh, 2001, since I bought the business. And when we cross the yard, I mean, I could be going to the car to get some groceries and people come up to me and they say, what a beautiful place you have. And I'm like, how do they know? <laughs> how do they know it's me? <laughs> So our core products are the perfumes. I'm a perfumer, so I create perfumes that are very much inspired by the Burren landscape. And a question that we get asked a lot is, do we pick the plants from the Burren to make the perfumes? So the answer is no, we don't pick them from here. The 
Baron for me is the inspiration behind all the perfumes and the products. We would not be allowed to pick the ingredients in the Baron. However, it's also just in the practicality of it, it's a very much an agricultural process. So to make one kilo of thyme essential oil, we'd have to pick 400 kilos of fresh thyme. And for roses, say for example, for the wild rose perfume, one kilo of rose oil takes 5,000 kilos of freshly picked rose petals. So it's very much an agricultural activity which is done in appropriate farms and our expertise is very much in the formulation and the manufacturing of each and every product. But the inspiration is all here. So I um, would go out into the burren, I go for a run every morning, I see the plants and I would go wandering out and I would see, for example, the wild fragrant orchid, which is just has the most incredible smell, or the wild thyme, or in the winter, the juniper, or in the spring, the hawthorn, the meadowsweet, all these plants and flowers and herbs, which are just have these incredibly delicate scents. And those are the ones that I'm trying to capture. So it's a bit like trying to paint a picture with scents. So if you like, I'm trying to recreate my experience, my personal experience of the baron with the perfumes. So our latest perfume, Wild Rose, which is around the Wild Burnett Rose, is 100% natural and 77% organic, which is technically very quite a feat. And so I'm really proud of that. But the, and then we have the other products, which we also are made with organic ingredients and, and made on site. So we have a whole certified organic face care range. So we're certified organic with the UK Soil Association. So we're inspected every year. So that's a very high standard. And when I first came to the Baron, when I first worked here, I couldn't find any organic skincare to use. Um, the only one at the time available was Neil's Yard. And so I decided that we were going to start doing it ourselves. So now many years later, we have a full range of face care and body care and Castile soaps or liquid soaps. And then we also do the candles, um, which we handmade here with uh, natural soy wax and uh, natural organic oils. Um, and the handmade soaps, the square soaps, which are all wrapped by hand. Um, so there's a big range. We do more medicinal things like uh, the herbal balms, the comfrey, the um, arnica, um, the calendula, which we sell a lot of, and the herbal teas as well. So it's a, it's a big range of, of different products. Sadie, it's a pretty big operation here. Where are we going to start? Because we want to get an idea of what actually goes on here. So where are we going first? So I'll bring you into the perfume room. The perfume room is the heart of what we do. This is where, this is where all the perfume gets made and bottled and filtered and packaged up. So here we are. Presumably people will always ask, how do you make perfume? It's one of the questions that um, people really want to know. And so we, in, this, in uh, the summer months, we give three free tours a day and we try and explain to them what happens. So basically, when I have an idea for a new perfume, I might be out for a walk, I might see a different plant, I might suddenly have an idea for something I want to do. For example, the, the, our last perfume, Wild Rose, was around the Wild Burnet Rose. And what I love about the Burnet Rose is it's such a delicate scent and it only really lasts for a day or two days. So it's fleeting. And so you have to go down and really smell it and it's so pretty. Um, and so once I have a concept like that, I would begin to gather my raw materials. So maybe rose, but a little bit of bergamot to start with, maybe a bit of juniper at the end, we put a little bit of sandalwood in it. So you're trying to create a harmony. It's like creating a piece of music. You're trying to create a harmony from all these different notes that makes the sound that you want, if you like, or paints the picture that you want. It generally takes me about two years 
And so there are a lot of trials. So there are a lot of, you, you start going, it's like wandering through the forest. You go and then you lose your way and then you find it again. And that's my job. And then eventually I'll find the perfume. I'll, they have about 40 to 50 different ingredients. And then at some point I'll feel that that was exactly what my concept was or, or close. And it's something that I would love to wear. And we test it with all the staff. And then we go into trials and we have to do safety testing. And then we, we go into production with it. Production. So, yeah, into That's production with it. People, I'm sure people might walk in here and buy a product, but they will not know how it was produced. How is perfume produced? So the perfume is, we make it up with the different raw, the different natural raw ingredients um, that all go into the, the base, if you like. And then once that, ba that base is then um, macerated for six weeks, um, and then from that base, we can make the perfume. So it's blended with organic alcohol, um, denatured alcohol and uh, distilled water into the perfume. So we make about 200 bottles each batch. And then it comes in here and it's filtered into these glass bottles that you see. So it's filtered down here to remove any impurities. So it's been macerated for six weeks and then it's been, um, it's been refrigerated for 48 hours to crystallize it, to stop it, the smell evolving so that it stays the same. And then it comes in here, in fact, and then it's bottled here so this is where this is where if i take a bottle here it's like being back in chemistry class in school <laughs> it is <laughs> so this is here this is I'll, I'll be bottling here in a trays here so these are all the yeah these are all the trays and then we take the bottle here which is full and we bring it over here to the crimper and this is the crimper and this this fastens the top onto the actuator and the pump onto the bottle so that it doesn't leak and then that's hand crimped and then it comes over here and here you can see all the different tops and caps and pumps and actuators and collars and these are all put on hand you see the machine over here so these are all put on hand here and these are also in here we put all the little tester files so we give free testers to people when they come they can choose a tester of their choice we're very generous like that and these are all hand filled and handmade and then after that they're polished to make sure that the bottles are perfect and then they are put into their boxes um, um, and with their cartons and then they're sealed and that's the end. So there's about 10 to 12 steps in each perfume and this is where it all happens. And there is some technology obviously but mostly by hand, that's the important part. Absolutely and it, the, the machine, as you can see, the machines that we use, um, they're very, yes exactly, they're very manual and this is, uh, Deirdre is here um, at the moment as well and she's labelling uh, creams which also get labelled by hand. The whole concept of the visitor experience is a big part of what Sadie and the team are doing at the Burren Perfumery. Customer Experience Coordinator Kate King. It certainly is and it's something that has seemed to, seems to have grown since I started here about eight years ago. What customers are looking for now is, is to get a bit more insight. They don't just want a quick visit. They want to see a little bit more about what's happening in the place. So when they come to us, they maybe start off in the shop and Sandra will talk them to the perfumes. They get a full experience from um, starting with maybe the audiovisual to set everything in context for them. And then they get a, a look at some of the products. They can try things. They, there's somebody there to answer questions for them. And then we can take them around the production spaces. So they can do that by themselves, so they kind of guide their way through. There's always somebody in one of the production spaces that can talk them through what they're doing at any particular time. And then we also run public tours and private tours so that the customers can get a bit more of an insight into what we do here.
You were involved in the production process here in, in the Burn Perfumery. You were involved in the making of the soaps. So when I started off here, I started off just part-time and it just so happened that the other soap maker was leaving to pursue other venues. And so I started training with her um, and over the course of three months, I firstly worked with her and then shadowed her and then I took over the, the soap making process myself and I worked in that for about six years but I was doing other things along the way as well but the soap the bar soaps are cold process make, uh, soap making and it's a blend of base oils all of our oils are food grade so we use an olive oil coconut oil and shea nut butter in our bar soap and that gets saponified using sodium hydroxide so the two things get heated to the same temperature then they get mixed together and then at the end of that mixing process, we add a blend of essential oils and calendula oil. And then they get poured into a lined mold and they're left for a couple of days to set, after which time then they are taken out and cut into firstly loaves of soap, and then they are cut into bars a couple of days later. And then they're just left with a little space between them so that they can dry. And they're just left to dry naturally in, the, in our soap room. We don't use anything to force dry them. And then once they're at a nice kind of hard consistency, that's when we wrap. There's six weeks curing between the making and the wrapping. A helicopter passed a few moments ago. You thought you were getting a visitor. That wouldn't be unusual it's, if a helicopter... It's often the case that we have some sort of what we call our VIP customers who arrive uh, for a private tour or for a private workshop and they would often arrive by helicopter to us. Or a lot of chauffeur-driven customers come to visit us as well. Sometimes they just come on spec with, the, with their tour guide and they maybe tie into one of our public tours or alternatively they might have a private booking with us. So we offer private tours, we offer talks, interactive talks, we offer introduction to the art of perfume making, bath oil blending, different workshops like that. And we've more recently started to offer those workshops to the public as well. So we're running a couple of times a month now, we're running them for the public as well. So needless to say, no more than everything else, COVID had kind of put a stop to all of that for a little while. We had just started those prior to COVID and we had to kind of hold back until March of this year, we started our workshops again and they have been received very well. So in our introduction to perfume making workshop, what we offer is an experience where the, the customer will come, they will get to work their way through a series of ingredients that are used in perfume making, and then it's explained to them how perfumes are formulated. They're formulated around what's called an olfactory permit, and then they're, ex they're experiencing different notes within those pyramids and within the fragrance families that we offer here at the perfumery. So we have six different fragrance families. Five of those are scented and they are inspired by different aspects of the burn. And so the essential oils that are created within those blends are what we work our way through in the first part of the workshop. Then the, the customer will decide what it is that they like the scent of and they will pick one family and then they will blend their own fragrance around that. So in the second part of the workshop then, they get to mix their own blend. So using anywhere between four and seven or eight ingredients, they will create a scent that is unique to them, but they are inspired by our original fragrance families. Coming up, we'll hear more about the year-round operation at the Burren Perfumery and how the business is sensitive to the delicate environment in which it's located. Welcome back to Atlantic Tales. The Burren Perfumery is located in the heart of the Burren in County Clare, where it has operated for over five decades. 
Sadie Chowan and her husband Ralph are the third family to own and operate the business. Another busy member of the team at the Byrne Perfumery is cosmetic chemist and production manager Cleana Reddington. Well, it can be a varied role and you can be in many different avenues of it. Here at the perfumery, we are involved in skincare and perfumes. So I look after that. And you have to have a background in chemistry. Um, so there's a few cosmetic chemistry uh, courses around the EU, but none in Ireland. So I just had a medicinal chemistry degree and then I thankfully found my way into cosmetic chemistry. Um, usually for chemists there's only a few routes and especially coming from medicinal that's pharmaceuticals. So I would have worked in the pharmaceutical industry which I didn't really want to at the time. Um, it didn't interest me as much. So then when I found this job, I was delighted. What exactly does your job entail here at the perfumery? So it's from beginning to the end. So I would order in all of the raw materials in um, and that is all checked for quality. And then I oversee all of production here. So we have a production team. Uh, so in here is the creams room and this is where the majority of the products are made. So the moisturizers, Castile soaps, uh, serums, things like that, and in the room beside us here is the soap room, so that's where all the hard soap is made, and the candles. So all the raw materials coming in, the production of it, and then everything going out. So everything has to be checked. And it's all handmade here on site, and then hand labelled afterwards. So each product, a lot of care and attention goes into it, and lots of quality control and quality checks. So it sounds like it's a busy job? It's a very busy job, yes, and extremely varied. My day changes um, from day to day. There's a lot going on. I'm sitting down at the office on my laptop working away and then I'll be in here a lot of the time uh, creating. So you're not in just one role, you're all always dynamic. It's a very dynamic place, the Burn Perfumery. Everyone can do multiple different jobs, whatever needed. And because it's production, it changes very quickly. So we might run out of something and then you have to change your schedule and make it the next day because everything is made in small batches here. Um, as we use natural and organic materials, uh, there's very little preservative. So we want, uh, to, we want it to be as fresh as possible. So small batches and then everything, and it's very busy during the summer. So everything depletes quite quickly. So we're running around, the production team are very, very busy, especially during the summer months and the winter months. Is it difficult to source everything you need? Very difficult, as everything is organic and natural, uh, we can't just get from any supplier and you need to be careful of what suppliers we go to as well. Um, as you said, we're inspired by the landscape around us, so we source specialist growers all around the world, wherever that raw ingredient may grow the best. For instance, lavender, so that uh, grows very well in France, as we all know, so we get our uh, essential oil from France. But yeah, the quality checks are very important, so everything is certified, especially with organic. So all of our organic range is certified to the Soil Association, which is a UK um, organic certification body, and also under COSMOS. So COSMOS is this new unified program across the EU. So all of our organic products we would certify with them, and the checks are uh, very difficult to get that certification. It's tracked all the way back to the suppliers. So that's why they have the expert like you here yeah. on site to ensure that the, when they come to inspect, Exactly. That the work is done for them. It's all done, everything is weighed, everything is check checked, everything is clean. Um, it's a very difficult certification to get, so you can just tell the quality here. When production and packaging have been completed, aside from what's sold in the shop on site, online orders are a big part of the business. 
one of those responsible for ensuring that orders reach customers at home and abroad, is operations manager Susan Seeger. Well, physically and mentally a big part of the business. So physically it's about a third of, of our turnover, but also it means that um, it really enables us, enables us to open all year round because when we're busy in the summer with tourists, we're quiet in the winter with tourists, but we're busy online. Mainly it's online now and most of our online customers are people who visited the perfumery and then continue to order from us. But we've actually been doing on, uh, mail order for decades before uh, online existed. So, And we still get people writing to us and placing their orders and sending us checks. And we've had almost generations of people ordering from us. And what's so nice about it is that we it's the kind of the personal touch. So obviously we, we have the logistics of getting the order out as quickly as possible. Uh, we've got a great uh, postman here and he picks up every day from us. Um, but also it's the, the emails from the customers and the comments and um, people saying, you know, we, we came here on our honeymoon 30 years ago and I'm still ordering the same bottle now. And just the, that continuity is lovely part of the business. So we deliver all over the world actually. Um, I looked back at our records for last year and we delivered to 49 different countries. Ireland is our biggest market now and that's really been since since Covid. We've had incredible Irish support and I noticed a, a while ago one time I was packing, uh, one day I was packing orders for, for the States, who are our second biggest uh, export market for, for online and I was sent an order to Alaska and an order to Hawaii in the same day so I thought gosh we really, <laughs> we've covered the United States. <laughs> So it means that somebody's responsible for ensuring that all of these boxes here are, are stocked, <laughs> yeah. that you can't go to a box and someone having ordered something and say, oh my God, I don't have that. Yeah, it's something that when it goes smoothly, you'd think it's effortless, <laughs> but uh, when it goes wrong, it's a crisis. So it's not just the finished products, but the whole component. So for example, a bottle of perfume, you know, aside from the actual perfume that goes into it, there's eight other elements that come from different suppliers. So if you're missing one of those elements, you can't sell the, the product. So we all try and make sure that that's planned properly and we do regular stock takes and some things take six months to come in and you have to order five years worth of components and yeah. CD's husband Ralph Doyle is co-owner of the Burn Perfumery and his role is mainly on the operations side of the business. Being located in the Burren, the business has to be sensitive to the local environment and this is something that the entire team is very conscious of. Yes, I mean we often joke that it would be a whole lot easier if we were just in an industrial estate outside Ennis somewhere. You can, you know, you can get deliveries easier, you have access to broadband, you have access to three-phase power, all of those things, but not everybody wants to work in such a, you know, urban environment so it's it's a real privilege to be able to be here in the burn and to have the burn around us as as an inspiration and just to, you know to physically work in such a beautiful place is fantastic so yes you have to then play by the rules we're in an SAC here there's sensitive water courses so it just means you've got to be super careful about what you do the regulations are there to abide by we're lucky in the sense that the processes that we use are very straightforward there's no real byproducts essentially there's very there is little or no waste and the waste that is produced is because we're using essentially food grade ingredients we're using things like olive oil and jojoba oil and beeswax and they're they're naturally occurring things anyway and almost all of that is consumed in the product there's no wastage that's going into landfill or into the ground we have a big array of solar panels which produces about 42-43% of our power which we've had in place for like 11 years now so that's a win 
we would have more of that except there's an ESD limit on how much you can put on so that, that we're at we're at the limit we're maxed out there we try and keep the operation as small as possible we make the best use we can of our space we plant a lot of trees we have you know an ongoing problem in Ireland with ash dieback you can see it particularly in the burn that's been happening for at least five years might have been there longer but not as obvious so we've been doing what we can to mitigate that around us it's going to be a big impact to the Irish landscape over the next 10 or 20 years we're sensitive and we're careful and I think to have the privilege to be in such a lovely place you have to give back you know you have to respect it and take care of it I think that what characterizes the perfumery is really the care that goes into what we do and whether that's the product or whether that's the people or whether that's the cakes in the tea rooms or the layout of the gardens there's a caring for the place and that has to extend to the environment as well. Sadie was making the point to me earlier that there are a number of aspects to sustainability very important to the operation. We have always had an awareness of that in our personal life and that extends through to what we do for the business. We minimize the amount of packaging that we use. We use glass containers for a lot of our things because glass is recyclable uh, we've used aluminium in the past quite often in the cosmetic space there's a lot of superfluous outer packaging that goes on like you'll see things that are in a jar in a box with an outer wrapper and that stuff just gets peeled off and thrown in the bin it's a terrible waste so so we remove like a lot of our stuff we just don't have outer packaging for it at all where we do use packaging we use vegetable inks we use paper from fsc sources so there's a lot you can do you can't you can't entirely eliminate it but you can avoid getting into spaces like we used to do we've been asked in the past by hotels to do shampoo and you know those little products you get in bathrooms we just can't bring ourselves to make a hundred thousand little tiny plastic bottles that end up in landfill so we just won't do that we'll supply them in bulk and use dispensers but that just seems like a, a terrible thing so sometimes you have to take a stand and sometimes that means saying no to an opportunity and often I think what defines your business is what you say no to the lines you're not prepared to cross and people have to take a stand somewhere and you have to do do what you can and on that making decisions and you're making decisions in the best interest of the operation the environment being as you are in the middle of the burn and while the business is scenically in the middle of nowhere everyone knows where it is it's well signposted but you don't take coach tours you don't take mini buses that's something else you're saying no to yes and it's something that we've said no to for a long time much to the horror of the the coach operators who just don't understand coach tourism has its place i don't think it's appropriate for rural Ireland or the west of Ireland. The problem with a coach, funny, I just was talking to some customers here recently. They were talking to people who'd got on a bus in Dublin, three and a half hour drive to Cliffs and Moher, walked 100 yards down the Cliffs and Moher, got back on the bus, gone back to Dublin. There's no money in the local economy apart from what goes to the, the cliffs in that case. But nobody stayed in a hotel, nobody stayed in a little B&B, nobody had rest, a lunch in a little restaurant. So it's a form of tourism that really only suits the big operators and benefits the big operators. And it keeps a lot of the revenue back at the big hotels. It's a bit like cruise ships coming into Venice or Amsterdam or something. It's like all the money stays on the cruise ship. It doesn't, doesn't go. We took a decision just not to participate in that and people really appreciate it. Like people notice the sign and they go, oh, it's so nice, you know, the place isn't... And it's just, it's just not an experience that, that's good for people. Like 50 people get off a bus, they have to get back on it in 15 minutes. They don't have time to interact with the staff. They don't have time to learn anything. They don't have time to relax and enjoy the, the environment. The Burren Perfumery is a busy year-round operation, employing as many as 35 staff at the height of the summer season. Many of these are from the local area. 
Shop Manager Sandra Burke. We have a lot of local staff. We might have people that have moved to the area or, or within the area of the borough in the last few years, but a lot of it would be local staff. And that's important to us because you have local knowledge. And um, sometimes we are, you know, we're good at directions, we're, you know, mechanics and things <laughs> like that. But we, um, the local staff is important to us, that local connection to the borough and that people can, can say, well, I'm actually from the area. So we would have as, um, about 35 staff uh, in the summertime. And a lot of those would be younger staff that we've bought through the ranks with us. So might have started with transition year uh, placement and that they've worked up all the way till they finished college. And some stay with us and some go on to do college courses and, you know, the real world. But it's really important that you have local staff and that you keep that connection with the borough, but also that you keep the, the local economy going, you know, that you're keeping um, young ones in employment but also that when customers come in they don't really always want to know about perfume they're like and where are you from and what do you do and all these houses around here what do people do for work and things so it's, it's the real interest that you're just living five minutes away or you're living 15-20 minutes away because it's so remote. You mentioned Sadie how the burn was such a secret for many many years this is a bit of a secret here as well in fairness where you are in Fahey North you're out of the way, you're well signposted, your social media is top-notch, people will find you, but it's still a bit of a hidden gem, isn't it? It is, um, and we really like it to be like that. And we like people to be really positively surprised when they come here, um, and then to remain loyal. I mean, we have customers who stay with us online. They might not come back every, you know, every year or every few months, but they'll remain loyal online and then they will visit again. And for, for them, it's a really special experience um, and we develop relationships with them. So um, we do like the fact that it, it's almost like a secret, secret place for those who know. How important is the Karen community to you and the business? For me, Karen, the village of Karen is incredibly important. It's the place that I fell in love with when I first came. Um, I feel that the business is embedded in the community of Karen. We've always had huge support. Um, and also, we, a lot of the staff um, come from um, the local, and some of them obviously come from a little further afield, this Nirvana and Kinvara. But Karen um, people have always been part of our staff. And now um, a lot of the younger people come here for their first jobs um, and I really like that sense of continuity that we have with the local community. I like the idea that the business is part of the fabric of the rural society. I think it's critical to the region that you have multiple diverse businesses that are doing different things, that are providing experiences, that are providing goods and services. There's a critical mass that allows people to stop and stay here, which is really what, what you want from a, a tourism economy. You can see it in, Kerry had it 20, 30 years ago, we're getting to it in the burn, or we've got to it in the burn. The more diversity there is, the more small businesses there are, the more there is for people to do, the more reason there is to be here. And then, you know, that, that, that's a cycle that feeds itself. And I think that's, again, slightly referring back to the coach thing, you don't want one big centre. You want a lot of little things where people are dispersed across the region, they're doing different things, they're on different different timescales, that's usually beneficial to a rural economy.